What's up, everyone? This is Philly Pat back on another episode of the Philly Pat Project. Um, as always, we like to thank our listeners for joining us and listening. Without you guys, this would definitely not be possible. And to all the future listeners, we appreciate you as well. Um, we are here and we are halfway through the season and we are about to have one of my favorite episodes I've planned out. I have with me my special guest, Adam Clack, AK, AK Raw. And uh, what's going on, homie? You there, bud? Yeah, I lost you there for a second. It cut out on me, but I caught enough to get going. Yep, I'm here. Cool, cool. So what's going on with you? Uh, nothing, man. Just relaxing. You know, go birds. We won last night, so. Yeah, yeah. Happy, happy about that. Hell um, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, just a uh, rainy day here down in uh, North Carolina. So just chilling with the family. Nice, man. Nice. Um, Yeah, so here on the podcast, man, um, as it's been evident, uh, Philly, you know, uh, is one of the biggest themes. um, And for us, that's our hometown, man. And, uh, you know, now we're both down here in the Carolinas. But, you know, Philly was always where it began. And um, I thought it would be cool to uh, talk about some of that for us, you know, like um, specifically, and as it's mentioned on this podcast a lot, uh, skateboarding, man, that's our, that's our route. That's what we do. Yeah. And um, I thought it'd be cool. I talked a little bit about it on an episode earlier in the season, but um, you know, I wanted to get your insight to what skating in Philly was like the White Hole Project, um, some of your favorite spots, you know, that you love to skate, um, you know, both both up there and since your transition down to the Carolinas. Yeah, man. Um, so, obviously, number one spot skate all time would be Love Park, RIP. Um, that place was just perfect. Uh, marble ledges, granite, uh, tiles, like, it just – sounded good whenever you were skating the ledges were butter and uh contrary to popular belief marble and granite ledges do need wax don't tell me to go faster they need to be waxed (laughs) so so for all you uh guys out there to say just go faster just go fat no wax it that's what wax is for (laughs) so yeah yeah well my argument when people say that is is have you ever heard of a man called chris cole because that man takes one push and does the craziest shit and it always comes down to balance, and it always comes down to wax. Yeah. So I support that. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah. Other, I mean, other spots. Uh, you know, Moss Playground was uh, always a good spot, um, just because the uh, Parks and Rec guy there, uh, Dennis, we he would let us put whatever object we wanted to skate in there, as long as we didn't interfere with basketball. And right. uh, yeah, he was always cool with his skating that stuff. And uh, he didn't he didn't seem to mind, you know, the city cops, you know, they didn't seem to mind. And uh, yeah, it was that was a good safe haven for us to skate for about I'd say I'd say three to four years straight. We were down at that park almost every day. Yeah. And, uh, and then once that place kind of died down, all the people we grew up skating with. uh kind of went on their separate ways, went to college, uh, you know, did different stuff like me. I, I wound up, you know, joining the military and I was heavy in the boxing gym. Right. Right. Uh, and, uh, but then after, after that, after, well, at least after I'd say probably about 99, nine, uh, summer 98, um, everyone kind of stopped hanging at the park and we started, uh, Whitehall. And, yep. Uh, well, I, we didn't start. It started before I got there. Like, there was already stuff there. But uh, uh, me, Sean, uh, Steve Connerton, 
uh, shout out Skateboard and Saves and True Skateboarding Magazine, who just put up one of my videos. That was incredible. And, yeah. And uh, there's, you know, it was kind of, I wouldn't say a change into the guard. It was just kind of like the survivors of, of you know, who was still skating. And yeah. uh, and we, we kind of gravitated towards Whitehall. We built a uh, sort of a, a DIY there with wooden ramps there. And it was uh, Choose Your Own Adventure. And mm-hmm. Chris Colton's uh, dad was the Parks and Rec guy down there. And shout uh, out to Chris. Yeah, shout out Chris and uh, and Hector Gonzalez that had a huge hand in it. But even the you know the BMX guys before that, uh, John Jerry Hubs and uh, mm-hmm. uh, trying to trying to think who else. But you know, I mean, they, they, all those people know who they are. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I still owe a, like a, a paper to Steve Connerton on the history of Whitehall, which I'm. I haven't really been working on and I should, I'm kind of been putting it off, but uh, yeah, that place was super fun to skate other spots around, you know, I didn't, I didn't really go downtown that often to skate, but when I did, I was primarily at love park and city hall and uh, I skated Muni a couple times. Muni wasn't as big back then as it was now. And uh, just because you had love park and city hall, but right. Other spots. Like I used to love skating the uh, Fifth and Catherine bench that was like kind of dipped in the ground and kind of angled up, and uh, that was fun to skate. I actually snapped my ankle on that thing, but I still went skated it. Uh, Temple was fun to skate down there on Cecil B. Moore. Uh, mm-hmm. Up in the Northeast, I used to love skating the, the over uh, popping tricks over the chains of St. Tim's mm-hmm. and Ethan Allen with the big bank ramps. Uh, it was just a, and, and then there's that, it was like, you know, if you went up and down Frankfurt Ave or Tarsdale Ave, there was just like a ton of little spots that were just fun to skate and you could do a line down, you know, whatever, you know, block of that Avenue that you wanted, because there's always something to Ollie over. You had bricks, like little gaps, fire hydrants. And that, that was, that, those were always, always really fun to skate, man. That was, uh, and that was kind of how, how, how I grew up. Like we didn't really have, you know, the only park we had was Whitehall and FDR. Like that was it. Like there was no, yep. if we wanted to go skate a park, we'd have to go to, uh, what was it? I th- it wasn't Penn Salkin. What, or it might've been, um, Washington township. That's what it was. And we would go over there cause that was the nearest park besides FDR. And we would skate FDR so much. We were like, you know, kind of wanted to skate something different. We would, everybody would get pile in a car, one of our mom's cars or aunts or older, siblings would drive us and drop us off at the park and pick us up like four or five hours later yeah uh yeah because we just didn't have it like that you know like 15 16 years old trying to just trying to skate yeah i um i remember that man like you know you're you're a little older than me but i remember first shout out to jack costello boxing club um, cause yeah. that's kind of where it all started. You yeah. know, um, I came in, you were already, you know, a couple years in the box and you kind of took me under the ropes, man. You saw something and, and, uh, you know, we started out as friends, bo- boxing partners, sparring partners. And then, uh, I got into skateboarding and you were already skateboarding. And then, you know, like you mentioned, it was like Whitehall with Chris and everything, like meeting up with them. Uh, remember my grandfather, you know, rest in peace to him, would drive some of the wood down as we, you know, as I was coming in and, and helping to to build that. And then, you know, with my friend's group, you know what I mean? We all, you know, we're like Bart's kids. We used to skate Bart's a lot. Um, uh, got about that spot, man. Baldy, Baldy, yeah. which you have the sickest footage and uh, photos um, yeah. uh, of your experiences there. But there was Baldy, um, and then there was the Party City Gap, um, yeah, the Cotton Mall. Yeah. So it, it was like we all kind of had the same similar style of skating, um, and we just kind of you know, blew up. And then you had already uh, enlisted, but um, oh God, I think it's I think it, I know it was Black Diamond. But it was like X Games Skate Park, and then it was Black Diamond Skate Park. Yeah, it was the first like big indoor park that was at. Yeah, up at the Yeah, up at the up at the. I hated that place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't like that they charged. 
Yeah. Uh, that, that's the only thing. For me, skating's always going to be something that should be free and freeing. But um, I do remember, like, Chris Cole um, and a couple pros started coming up there. And then I know Whitehall always did competitions, which I think were just more fun because it was more localized. But there was competitions up at the park. So it kind of kind of blew up some people's careers. But, yeah, like you said, we all kind of went our different ways. And then – you know, a couple years ago, um, you started blowing up all over the web with the skate spots down here. Yeah. And, and then, well, here I am. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was um, kind of cool. And, and shout out to Ronan Park because that's probably my favorite park in North Carolina. Yeah, it is uh, a good park, man. I kind of get sick of it there because I skate that place almost, I'd say, probably like twice a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, man, you know, and, I, you know, I bugged it bug the uh the dudes all you know on my team and like the dudes around there like uh, a shout out raid sb who i've been riding for for three years yeah and then the dudes on my team that are local in the area like lineal tony and and josh wills and then you know the whole dwaz crew i'm getting ready to film a part for that video you know they got another part coming out yeah another part and uh i'm probably probably gonna have a full length in that you know those dudes snail caden Parish Troy, you know, all them cats, man. Bunch of good dudes that are just always down the skate. And, uh, yeah, started getting out in some street spots around uh, Fayetteville and uh, up in Raleigh. And uh, I haven't put anything out from Raleigh yet. I still got to get up there. I got a couple more clips that I want to get before I, I, I put some of that footage out. Well, yeah. I mean, Apex Skate Park, but, I mean, that's park footage. It's not really, you know, kind of what, what you want, you know. When right. You're- art you know it's kind of like just all right i'm out skating i did some tricks and i'm gonna post it on instagram and usually i that stuff like unless it's something that i really like then i'll just i'll give it to somebody else or if it's something you know like what i did up in philly last week like i got a you saw the street clips but i'm not they're they're being used for uh sean mcginnis's 40th uh birthday part nice yeah, so he's gonna put that stuff in his. So I, I didn't. I'm not putting that stuff out because that's for him, you know. And, and most of the time when I'm out filming, you know, I'm not really filming for myself. There's always, you know, uh, you, you know, somebody's asked me for some footage. You're like, hey, you know, while you're out, you know, can you can you do this or hey, can you get this photo? And then for uh, one of the other crews that I run with, Until Death Collective, I got a photo that I'm looking to shoot. I'm just I just gotta wait for the weather to get better because it's like yeah. I. I'm trying to heel flip someone off of a loading dock over a pole and uh, I have to wait for the weather's right and the light to be right. And for the days to get longer, because uh person, uh, Angie Nyland that I'm going to be going over, she, you know, it's like work schedules don't work out right. And we won't have enough daylight right now for me to get done work, get over there and her to get over there, get warmed up, and then do the trick, and then get the photo right, and then hopefully get some, like, there's a lot that goes in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I know this through our many, and I'm looking forward to this season, because um, I'm back to, to, like, full health and everything, but um, our Charlotte trips, man, I know what goes into this. Yeah. There's, there's quite a bit. If you guys don't know anything, about skateboarding or specifically the filming that goes behind there is an entire process to the madness of ak raw and uh the reason why he has some of the best footage is because of the amount of work that goes into it yeah so um and and i get that yeah and on that man like when i was out last weekend and i was filming with sean and uh you can like see that like and sean's like light years ahead of me like i'm i'm okay like i don't consider myself a great filmer or anything but sean is is he's amazing man and like see the difference between the clips that it's like all right well if sean's skating then i'm the one filming and if i'm skating then sean's the one filming and you can just see the difference of like how he like swerves in and out and when he talks to me like about like all right hey man and and like he'll plan my line for me he's like hey man do this do this and then i'm gonna be doing this and i'm gonna swerve in on this side and then when you land the trick i'm gonna pan the camera over here i'm gonna zoom out and it it like and like his process behind it is like ridiculous and he filmed two 
full length videos, uh, feed the fix and, uh, the watch that are on YouTube. And if, if anybody, any of the listeners out there, you know, go to Sean J McGinnis on YouTube and watch those videos and you can just watch like how good he is at filming. And, uh, it's, it's pretty incredible to watch. And it's like, you're just like in awe and like, it's like the, the trick selection and everything. Most of the stuff that he does, he like tells whoever's skating like, Hey man, you should do this. And if Sean says you should do this, you should listen to him because it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had the shout out to Sean and, and, and I've had the privilege to skate with him a few times through you. And, um, I remember right before I moved down here, you know, we got some clips together, which were awesome. Just the way he edited it, you know, put it all together is, is quite, it's quite amazing. But the awesome part about him is also he is light years ahead in the skating game, too. I mean, yeah. he was he was I said this on an interview we did uh, for my school project, man. That he was the Paul Rodriguez of our crew. Yeah. Switch was not even an option until he came out one day. And did everything switch and we're just yeah. like, oh, okay. Like we get to watch this. This is yeah, you know. Have a seat. You're about to you're about to get a show. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I um but yeah, oh yeah. So the last so so that one day we were at Whitehall, he filmed that stuff. The, uh -huh. One time I was up there we did uh Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he was there that day. He filmed yep. stuff, filmed that stuff for us. Yeah, yeah. What happened? Like awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, I'm hoping because I haven't forgotten about it. Um, I have a project we're gonna do, but uh, you know, for all the listeners, man, um, if you go on any of our pages, hopefully, uh, summer of 2023, we are going to bring back the rail at Moss. We got a project worked on that. I think you were mentioning you wanted to, uh, you know, maybe front board at 50/50. It. I think I called a fakey lip slot. I wanted to try or some crazy shit. Mm -hmm. hoping that we get that together this year um yeah hopefully i gotta get over there with my tools and fix that lip right in front of it because somebody did lip slide it i saw that photo i can't remember where <clears throat> steve connerton sent it to me somebody a couple years ago went and uh there might have been last year they went and lip slid it and the last time i think over the summer that i was up there and when I looked and went to check out the rail again for like the hundredth time that I've, that I've looked at that rail and never skated it. And somebody yeah. put, you can see like the cracked Bondo in front of the, in front of it. So like, if we were go actually going to skate it, like I would definitely take concrete mm -hmm. and it up and then, you know, just so that it's permanent so that it could be permanently skatable. And, uh, cause that's what you want. You want to be able to come back to those spots and not have to, you know, do 30. Yeah. To prep work just to get a trick and leave you know and it's a public park like cops ain't going to kick you out you know it's yeah like, uh, that's the thing man um if it's going to happen it's going to happen through you yeah you know um i mean you know you do impeccable work for the skate community um so i i, I tend to think that that if it's going to happen and it's going to happen it's going to mm -hmm. be you you know what i mean who else but ak roll coming through to make skateboarding possible for everyone. And that's kind of just the theme of what has, you know, made our friendship last as long as it has is that we have mutual interests in, you know, the skateboarding community, because considering our upbringing, considering we, you know, the neighborhood we come from and the city we come from, you know, um, that's what kind of put us down the best possible path. Yeah. You know, is, is skateboarding. So in any way, even, when the wheels fall off, you know, there's going to be a hand in skateboarding in some way, shape or form, whether it's filming or, you know, still skating or with our kids, you know what I mean? With our little guys out on the boards, man, picking up where we left off, you know, um, that's just kind of the beauty. And that's why I say skateboarding means a lot more than just getting on a board. Yeah. You know, um, so, yeah. And it takes a while for, uh, you know, because I, I didn't see, you know, I saw myself like as a as a kid, like I knew I was going to be skating for, you know, I was like, man, this is awesome. I love it. You know, I've been doing it for almost 30 years now. And, uh, it, you know, the blessings, you know, I guess, you you know, if you want to call them that, you know, they keep they just keep rolling in. And it's like, you know, not necessarily like cloud seeking, but you get recognition. Like when I go out and repair a spot. 
and uh, or somebody's like, hey, I think this spot would be really good to skate. It just needs a little work. And then I go out there and I fix it. And then like all the footage that comes out after that and I'm and, and everybody's like, yo, man, you did a really good job repairing that spot. Mm-hmm. The spot, I was able to get this trick there. And that's like, all right, cool. And then like if I and then like I repair the spot, obviously I'm gonna be the first one to skate it. Absolutely. And I usually get the first clip, which is cool. So it's like I put down the trick and then it's like, all right, now somebody's got a one up me. And yep. Out for it. Yeah. All right, somebody, you know, I kick flip this thing because I repaired this crack and then like you know, like Laniel will come by and Nolly flip it or something, and I'm like, Yes, it's working. Mm-hmm. The magic is working. The magic is alive. So that's, yeah. that's cool to me. And uh yeah, I think I've done so far I've probably done six spots around Fayetteville. I haven't repaired anything in Philly yet. Uh but I did do the uh I I fixed I I did two ledges at Festival Park that nobody was skating. And rather than two ledges being skated there, there's now four ledges that can be skated there. So it just made it more. I got to get out there, man. Yeah, it made it more like a mini love park. So Nice. Minus, okay. Minus the marble. <laughs> right. Or, or or does it have a big-ass fountain gap, too? No, it doesn't. It's okay. got a good, good, seven, good set of seven stairs, though. So. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um. But, you know, I, it, and, and I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about this because this is another way that not only touches into the artistic side of AK Roll, but also it contributes to the skateboarding community. You know, when I think about it, man, like we come from Philly and we're skate rats from Philly and you were always like a graffiti artist and, and an artist and, and always dabbled in art. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was your major and what the direction you know, before the army that you were heading in. But now, uh, over the last couple of years, you started raw graphics. Yes. And you've been doing stuff where, you know, you're making uh, stickers and, um, you know, all kinds of stuff that ends up going to, you know, Raid or um, the local local skate shops up there at the Ville and, and so forth. And that's kind of what you've been doing is like, um, like yes. a, I guess, a post, post-retirement plan. Yeah, it's a, it started off as a side hustle. So um, I got out of the Army and transferred. To, oh, I got off active duty and transferred to the National Guard in uh, 2012. And so when you're in the National Guard, you know, you're only one week in a month, two weeks a year. You, you know, most uh, almost all the guys, you know, they work a, uh, another job. And uh, so my job, I got back in the sign making sticker making vinyl decals and worked for a spot in Fayetteville called pro sport graphics. And, uh, I was like, Hey man, I'm trying to get back into this. Like I did it before I was in the army and, uh, I'm looking at a hand. So that guy brought me in, I relearned everything, you know, graphic design and all that stuff. And then I, I, uh, saved up a couple of dollars, bought my own machine, started doing my own work and about, and then, so I kept doing that. I left that job to go do something else and then came back on active duty and uh, got my tax return to one year. It's like, you know what? I'm going to go full ham on this. And I dropped, I think, either four or five grand on equipment and started raw graphics. And uh, most of the stickers and stuff that I do, uh, most of the time it's for free or uh, or I'll, I'll do stickers for DeVille Skate Shop and uh, whatever he'll just give me like store credit. I'll be like, yeah, man, here's three hundred dollars worth of stickers. Let me get three hundred dollars worth of store credit, and it works. Right. He's me skating. He gets the stickers, and everybody's happy, and uh, and that works out. And then like the stuff for raid, that's you know that's homie stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, same thing with until death collective. She wants Ashley wants to give me money for it, and I keep telling her no. And she's like, no, I have to. I feel bad if I don't. So I just charge her cost. And uh, but like the other companies, uh, you know, that I don't that I don't affiliate with, but they know that I that I do good work. Then I'm like, you know, then I, I charge them, you know, fair market price. I try to beat, you know, everybody else. You know, I don't have any overhead because I'm working out of my house right now, and I'm not like uh, a full blown business. And because of work, skateboarding, repairing spots, me having to stay in shape, you know, for the army and working out and all that stuff. Like, and then, you know, having two houses bouncing back and forth, I don't really have time to dedicate to the sticker business right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, once I retire and, you know, I get it going, LLC up, all mm-hmm. that 
stuff and then you know i'll have it i'll have it going because right now people dm me like hey man can you do a thousand stickers and i'm just like i'm sorry man i can't like i'm i'm jammed up like i can't do it if somebody wanted like 100 stickers i'm like yeah i could do that in a, in, in two days and uh and it's not even two days because i'm not full time with it so it's like when i right. get work, you know i get home from work and then i grab something to eat and then i'm on my board and i'm out skating and then i come back home and then you know it's like all right how much time do i have to do to do stickers before i got to get a halfway decent night's sleep and then i got to be up at five in the morning to start working out you know it's kind of time consuming but uh yeah. and i have a lot of fun with it and uh and that all that all started man that whole art thing with me started with graffiti yeah and you know just and, and then that's the funny thing is stickers and letters so it's like you know what what would a graffiti artist do you know we try to you know make our own letters you know yeah. a certain way and it just works out and another cool thing about the sticker stuff is you know somebody gives me a design and they're not really sure they're like i kind of want this to be my logo and then i work on their logo and then it's like do you like this and they're like oh my god i love it and then i print the sticker so i just brought you know their vision you know they had a vision and i just brought it to life so yeah kind of kind of a cool way you know that i get to you know help you know people do that stuff and i've, I've done logos for people like uh i did the hello my name is d was for d was i did uh i did a raid logo um just got i just got the raid sb tattooed on my arm too so sweet sweet uh, so you know i'm down for that and yeah uh, done we like tattoos here on yeah, this podcast like, <laughs> like tats man uh, yeah adam elliott adam 12 did my did uh one. shout out to him man that's awesome yeah. Yeah, he did three of my tattoos, and uh, he's probably going to do more. I got to go up and see him in about two months to go get the rest of my leg done. Yeah, you got to catch up to me, man. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Once you're out of the Army, it's all fun and games after that. Yeah, I got yeah. it. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, man, I still got some more ink to get. And, yeah. Uh, uh, so I'll probably – and then I got to get down and see Minnow because he's down here in North Carolina. He's in Jacksonville. And Sweet. He's got his own uh, tattoo shop, Honor and Glory Tattoo, down in Jacksonville. Okay. So yeah, I man. yeah, man. Yeah, you got to get out there, too, man. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, it's funny that you mentioned this. Uh, might as well just drop it all here on the podcast. So uh, me and the future Mrs. Philly Pat were talking about getting out to Charlotte as a great middle point uh keep our friendship going charlotte's a dope ass town it's got some stuff and you know um as you're doing your thing uh with everything with raw graphics i'm in my senior year and there's a lot of art stuff and a lot of videography and a lot of website building and stuff i want to do and actually just got um my homie sent me some tattoo guns and i wanted to try to find a way to break into that so i think that's something that we might be discussing outside of this getting out and connecting with everyone yeah i think that's a pretty pretty established plan that we we have set and it's just a matter of if the inflation will stop fucking with that but yeah you know yeah so yeah always an option man just you know you just have to find a, a decent shop you know somebody to apprentice under yeah you know yeah. all that yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of different things going on. Um, it's kind of like just how you know, like you said, you know, for you it was graffiti, and it just kind of evolved and 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 found its way into your life. And you know, um, it's the same thing with me. It's just like you know, with coming from similar neighborhoods and having similar interests, and just kind of curving that path for myself. And uh, you know, one of the things is this podcast, but also it's it's a lot of other ways and it's just digital creation. It's just evolving, uh, you know, with with the market and what's going on. And, and, and you know, much like you, how can I do this, you know, in, in a fun way and get people involved and keep everyone happy? You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of the name of the game. You know, yeah. how, do, how do you establish yourself, but make everyone happy around you? Right. So that it's win-win because none of this, I don't think the art, skateboarding, anything that we've probably done 
uh, with any of the accomplishments that we've had has been for profit or been for some legacy per se. I mean, maybe when we skate a spot and we do a dope ass trick, we're like, yo, we got our name like in this spot now. But outside of that, it's like, we do this because like, it means more than meets the eye, you know? Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's not about me. It's about, you know, it's about the art, you know, about the, uh, and people see that too, like with, uh, uh, like the events that we do, or I wouldn't say that we do, we, we show up for and support, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we did one for uh n2 flow skate shop out in uh southern pines they're trying to get a, a park built out there in moore county and uh the guy uh owner was like hey we're, we're gonna uh run this event and we're like okay and then i asked chuck i was like hey man i think it would be a good idea if we went out there and uh, showed some support, maybe do a little demo. And then me, Mike Artis, and Joe Powers, we went out there. And my son, Mac, ripped it, too. Mm-hmm. And we went out there uh, and skated and, you know, handed out some stickers, a couple boards that we put up for silent auction. And everybody was like, hey, man, thanks for sponsoring the event. And we're like, hey, man, we're not sponsoring anything. We're just here to show support, make some donations. And then, you know, if they need if they need help getting this park built, you know, we'll reach out. We've got some resources here. And uh, so, so far their, their plans going good. They're trying to raise money for that. And then the same thing with the park out in in, uh, Johnston County. And, uh, you know, same thing. We showed up, showed love, showed support me, Mike Artis and my son and uh, had John Weston come out and shoot some photos and, uh, Lauren, man, I can't remember her name. Her Instagram handle is a back porch poet, though. But she's super good photographer. I just wish I could get her out of the house and shoot some more photos because uh, she came out, shot some really good photos for Undill Death Collective, and then John shot some real good ones for Raid at that event. And we were just showing love, and people were coming up, and they're like, "Who are you guys with?" We're like Raid Raid Skateboards, and they're like, "Oh, thanks for coming out and sponsoring them." I'm like, "Hey, we're not sponsoring. Just coming out here showing support, passing out." Right. You know, you know, for the community to see like, you know, people that, you know, know what they're doing on a skateboard and they get to see some cool stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and those are good events. So if, if you see, you know, something pop up on the, uh, on the web, that's in your local area, you know, shave off some time and go to the event, and, you know, show support, some support, drop a dollar in the, you know, the tip tank to help get whatever it is. Again, that goes for anything, you know, whatever. Yeah you know, you want to support, you know, and there's a lot of, there's always community events happening and no matter what it is, skateboarding, art, whatever, I yeah. still go to art shows and stuff. And, uh, when, when I, and just try to show love, just show up like, Hey man, you know, just here, check it out, you know, and, uh, just throw a couple dollars in the tip jar, maybe buy a painting or something, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just try and keep that love going, man. That's, you know, that's, that's what I'm about. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I um, I was trying to do that for for the local community around here. They have the Reed Skate Park, and like you got some dudes shredding in there, and like guys who've gone down to Tampa Am, and like you know just by skating in there, and like you you know you support your local shop. Always support your local shop. Never yeah. support big fucking corporations. You support those local guys. Um, if you're a true skater and you're for the cause, but um. You know, I've tried to do that, but I've also seen, you know, and I, I've wrote unless, some- unless, um, uh, but unless DC Shoes has a 40% off sale on their website. Oh, can- absolutely. <laughs> and if America is, uh, you support America um, <laughs> in every way possible on this podcast. But um, yeah, it, 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 I agree because like I've tried to do that and I'm trying to look into resources and uh, I've opened a few eyes to like, you know, hey, you know, this is an area where people have to drive and not everyone could skate or this park's getting overcrowded. And like, yeah. if you don't want to skate in your steps and your rails and your other shit, you know what I mean? Cause that's what a street skater is going to do. Then, you know, let's open up some more opportunities because, you know, it helps the community in more ways than one. I mean, it, it, it bonds people. It gives them skill sets. People are coming out, they're supporting a cause or they're building a ramp, you know, or they're doing yeah. something that is lifelong skill sets. But it's also helping people deal with, like, the issues of the world that, like, you know, it, it gives them an outside healthy resource. So, again, there's always more 
to skateboarding or like you said, art or just any cause. And I feel the same way about horror. I've gone up to quite a few event, uh, events and like just supported the cause and supported local artists and, you know, all those guys behind the scenes doing that stuff, man. I mean, that's, that's kind of, you know, what I do. So, yeah. Yeah. That's dope, man. You know, that's why the philly pat project <laughs> i appreciate that man i yeah. am i have not started this and i say this on every podcast this is a community that i'm trying to create you know come in listen to something and i try to talk about things that are important to me but also you know i know there's a community behind you know skateboarding philly sports you know art horror whatever tv shows whatever it is um you know and it's for the cause man i don't really care what comes of it other than you know as long as i have something to talk about i'm gonna keep doing it appreciate the support for yeah. sure no. for sure man yeah. um i did want to touch on, on on two other things i guess um as we're we're getting uh close to the wrap up but yeah uh we mentioned in the beginning go birds i think philly sports is on fire right now yeah. um the phillies you know it didn't end the way we want but i think we put a lot of pieces together, and I'm very excited about Philly baseball. It's probably been 10 years since I've been as excited for the Phillies as I have been. Yeah, got um, there, they switched them out in the middle of the season, and that was the change. Yeah. And almost yeah. World Series, you know, as, uh, well, you know, crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, Like I said, you know, it, it's uh, – it's something and the pieces we put together in the off season, man, I'm excited. We're, we're planning around Bryce. We're, we're keeping things going. I like the pitching selections we've made. I think we're seeing what roster we need and look what we accomplished with a roster that was like probably middle of the pack in comparison to the juggernauts and only the Astros were able to take us out. Yeah. Um, you know, we walk through every other juggernaut possible to get there. And that's, that's the Philly spirit, man. That's, that's a Philly thing. Yeah. Um, Flyers, you know, like they're, you know, figuring it out. Sixers, you know, is, is more my thing, but I'm definitely like, they're on a tear and just won their first five game road series. Um, swept yeah. that five Oh, that was great. But the biggest thing to talk about, especially this time of year, Fucking Eagles with this dominant win over yeah. the Giants. Like I had said, you know, I wasn't going to take them lightly because it is divisional. Um, it's divisional rounds, divisional opponent. It's the Giants. They play different. Um, but we said, fuck that smoke and blew them out the water. And now, you know, I was worried about the 49ers. Yeah. But I think after what I saw last night, I don't give a fuck who we play. I think we go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, I, I think we go to the Super Bowl. I, I think another Super Bowl is very possible. Um, yeah. Or like the Phillies, we're at least building something really fucking special. And yeah. I, I'm really excited, man. Um, yeah. Go yeah. fucking birds, man. And I was watching last night because, you know, Jalen Hurts got the – bad shoulder he, he wasn't as mobile as as we usually like to see him and uh-huh. that, but just him in the backfield man let us get a running game going and yep. I, was like, I was like when did we get a running game <laughs> so yeah you know, from, from the running back so yeah kind of kind of cool to see uh you know a lot of a lot of ground game from the birds and then yeah. everything was just on point you know and then we got the turnovers you know it was all gravy man i was I was happy jumping. I, th- off. I told the wife that I was coming to get you. Yeah, I loved yeah. that post, man. My I wife airs a- after after like the first half. She was like, "I'm out of here" because I was yeah. I was wilding out. You know. <laughs> yeah, I um I had my little guy and like I had to do that like screaming without screaming like pumping through the house. She's like yeah. fucking Brooks looking at me like, "Are you psychotic? Do you?" I'm like, "Do you know what's going on right now?" Like, it's a fucking birds, man. So I. I get that. But, um, yeah, I agree, man. You know, we had a running game, and we kind of got away from that. And we were working on other phases of the game. And I was really excited to see Jalen Hurts develop as a passer. I think that chemistry with A.J. Brown really worked 
um, you know, for them knowing each other, playing, having history in college and stuff. And that's just shown. But also, like you said, with the running game, I was surprised that, you know, of course, Boston Scott's the fucking giant slayer. And that was apparent last night. But Kenneth Gainwell, dude, was running the ball ferociously. Yeah. And, and that was the shocker for me to yeah. see him do what he was doing. Because Miles has had a good year. Regardless of what we do, big surprise overall. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, go fucking birds, man. I'm really yeah. excited. I think if uh, – what did people have – what did p- people call? They said – if the Bills go on to the Super Bowl and the Eagles go on to the Super Bowl, we're going to have a fucking war zone mm-hmm. uh, at the fucking game. So I'm excited for whatever happens, man. Yeah, I'm excited for it too, man. Go Birds. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so in wrapping up, man, um, you can't have a podcast with AK Raw without talking about his favorite genre of music, hip hop. Oh man! So we gotta we gotta talk about hip. I love hip hop equally as punk for all the viewers, but hip hop is definitely more of a love for the guest here. And with that being said, who are your top five hip hop artists of all time right now? However you want to put it out there. It's all right. So. Top five dead or alive all time. Number one, I'm going with the GOAT, KRS-One. Nobody's beating him. Um, he's just got too much of a catalog of music and and does more work outside of hip-hop than inside. And, uh, and I, I think that, you know, he's the one that really brought the, uh, the you know, kind of the social... Uh, other, you know, because when, when hip hop started, it was mainly, you know, uh, people just telling stories about what it was like in, you know, the area that they were in and, you know, telling the, the you know, stories about the drug deal and the shooting. And then uh, Karis One started bringing consciousness into rap. So I, I always love him for that. And uh, he's still doing. He just dropped the album. He just dropped a verse on Method Man's new album, Meth Lab 3. I just listened to that. It's awesome. And uh, Wu-Tang, you know. And uh, uh, number two, I'm going with the with my Philly boy, uh, Black Thought from The Roots. He is one of the greatest lyricists ever to do it. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to put Rakim next after him. And then, uh, because Rakim, you know, he's got the catalog from the 80s, 90s to 2000 Mm -hmm. and uh, did the uh, had that guest spot on uh, man, what was Luke Cage? He was on there, did the hero Harlem for the for for, for the uh, Marvel TV show uh, on Netflix. And uh, number four, I'm gonna go with Tupac, I just think he has a better catalog of music. And then uh, some people are going to hate me uh, for not including Biggie in my top five. I just don't think he had enough of a catalog. He only had three albums. I'm sure if right. he was around a little longer, you know, he would have had it. But, you know, R.I.P. Mm. Uh, but uh, number five, I've, it's a toss up between Eminem and Nas. And okay. Up my top five, Dead or Alive. And, so I like it. And then uh, right now, uh, who do I like? I like Vinny Paz. I like uh, Rod the Rugged Man. He's putting out some good stuff. Um, La Cosa Nostra out on the West Coast. There's like two Philly dudes in that crew. Can't remember the one dude's name, but he's a art, very artistic storyteller. I like that guy right now. And then. Uh, uh let me see who else who else right now am i like serious ill conscious out of baltimore i like him uh i like him trying to think of that artist you sent me a a a clip of him uh man too ugly might have been okay yeah too ugly he's out of san diego he's dope and he he dropped the album a little while ago a couple months ago and uh, Drew Dollars, shout out Drew Dollars out of Philly, who used to be a DJ for Jedi Mind Tricks. He uh, mm-hmm. he did some cuts on uh, on Two Ugly's album for him, and that I think he I think he was on like six tracks doing the cuts, and it was that whole al- album together is pretty incredible. 
Um, he's dope. And then RJ Payne, I he used to be called a while ago. I forget Rain Man. I think was his MC name, and then he just came out of left field, like back up, and and now he's RJ Payne. And he's dope. And he was just on Method Man's new album. That's how I heard about him. And then I started digging. I was like, wow, this dude's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll round up my five for that I'm that I'm watching. Okay. Well, well I mean, you know, my, my stat I'll say I'll have my five steadies, you know, that I listen to. So like I'll do five steadies and then my five new guys. So like my five steadies are like obviously Vinny Vinny Pass, Rod a Rugged Man, uh see who else was i giving a ton of play to the other day he didn't come out with a new album but i've been listening to it uh damn i can't remember off the top of my head what up red man he's a steady uh steady that i listen to um he's pete anything pete rock touches i'm listening to uh and uh man so yeah, that's four. I'm trying to think of one more. That's one of my steadies that I always that I always bump in the car. Uh, man, I can't think it. I can't think of that guy. I man, he just came out with a new album too. But uh, he's always putting out a solid catalog of music. I'll think of it later. I'll probably text you. And then yeah. and then the new guys is like ill conscious, too ugly. Uh, and then the bomb shelter here out of Fayetteville. They had a catalog of music that they just released. That's dope. Um, you know, I'm always constantly on the search for, you know, new up and coming dudes. And uh, another dude from Philly. Uh, man, what is his? I got, I can see his picture in, in, in my head. Uh, MC, uh, Squabbles, MC Squabbles. He's okay. Dead. And uh, Ren Thomas and Screw Tape. So they're my new, new artists to watch that I'm kind con- or no, yeah, yeah. So Ren Thomas, even though he's got a dope catalog, I, I uh, Anytime he puts something new out, I, I try to give it a good listen. Yeah. Solid. But those are, those are, that, that's what I'm listening to right now. Okay. And I'm um, waiting for, I'm waiting for March because De La Soul, they only have like, they, they, I don't know what the legal battles were with them, but they, uh, they pulled all their music uh, a while ago off of all streaming services. And there was only a couple of whatever their contracts were where, that their stuff was allowed to stay up. And now I think in March they're releasing everything. Once they got the contractual and they get the money right and all that, I think everything's going to get released on, uh, in March, uh, it's going to be released on all streaming platforms. So you'll get all the balloon mind states and me, myself and I, the De La Soul red man and all that stuff uh, will, will be available online, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I can't argue with that um at all um if i had to contribute to this um so my top five dead or alive um nas nas Mm -hmm. is is for sure in there and i i i I don't have eminem up there and it's not because he doesn't have some of the best lyrics and isn't like one of the greatest to ever do it because he absolutely is but i just find myself listening to a lot of his older stuff yeah not so much his newer stuff mm-hmm. and nas i can listen to like he just dropped a a little ep last year and he just has a consistent quality and they have a fucking harvard writing class about the way he uses words so for me like he has to be up there um i'm gonna go with black thought as well um he consistently drops some of the most thought-provoking lyrics yeah and and especially being from philly and what he's done with the roots both with a hip-hop group and as a solo artist um yeah he he can't argue that one um i'm gonna rest in peace to big l i'm gonna throw big l in there um i feel like he was like biggie too though like he didn't have a chance to put a lot of stuff out there mm-hmm. before before passing but i think both big l and biggie were on the right track um but tupac had a lot going on so he's up there um yeah uh vinnie paz jedi mind tricks everything going on with that definitely agree with that i think jedi mind tricks is on like almost all of our skate parks so there's definitely <laughs> a love for them in there uh um, yeah for us uh 
I do think um, another person that I listen to, uh, you know, I, I've listened to some of his stuff, local Philly guy, Cap, Capo. Yeah, Capo. Um, He's not really doing much anymore, though. Yeah, yeah. But he he. I find some of his old stuff. I'm still listening to him. Screw tapes the same way. Yeah. Um, but he's still putting some stuff out. Yeah, um, and Apathy. Drop a new album, so. Nice, nice. I'll have to check it out. Um, but Apathy, too. Mm-hmm. I really like him. Um, I find myself, like, thought-provoked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, man. I mean, there's so many good hip hop artists, man. Yeah. Uh, Rakim, Rakim. Yeah. You know, um, I'm definitely more old school with a lot of it myself, yeah. man. Even with some of the stuff that was before my generation. Um, newer artists is is so hard. It's mostly like you said, if I could find some local talent or something comes up like on the underground, you know, uh, yeah. I'll check it out. But it's really hard to. It's hard to compare what's going on because everything i'm listening to is so old school yeah and it's and and old school hip-hop if it hasn't been already defined um is its own animal is its own genre in comparison to now because now some of it's like how are you even an artist no disrespect you're an artist but how are you an artist like (laughs) you know um especially in comparison to you know, all the greats mentioned Wu Tang and all them, man. I mean, they're legacies and they always will be. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so in conclusion for the Philly Pat project, um, this has been one of the most exciting episodes I've been able to do. So definitely appreciate you being able to come on. Um, we're definitely green lighting a season two. So I hope to bring you back in. Yeah. Talk about updated skateboarding stuff. I'm sure we're going to link up, meet up, do some projects, support some yeah. causes. So I know that, you know, this year there'll be a lot to talk about. Um, you know, maybe we'll talk about that texted artist that you're going to text me later um, yeah. so we can get that properly out for the listeners, um, keep them up to date with everything. And, uh, you know, um, hopefully this year, like it's been mentioned, there's a lot of, a lot of cool projects we're both doing. So hopefully we can keep doing them. And, you know, um, that's what, you know, 20 years of the Duke. Yeah. The AK Raw. If you don't know, Philly Pat, uh, it may be who I am today, but the Duke is always who I am at the end of the day. Yeah. And that is always going to be what uh, you call me because that's just what's followed me my whole life. So, you know. <laughs> and- well, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I always take time out of my day to, you know, jump on and, you know, talk some shit and all that. Yeah. Good yeah. But all right, man. All right, man. I'll catch up with you soon. Um, this is the Philly Pat Project. We're signing off. Appreciate you, homie. Talk to you. All right. Peace. Peace.